This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. They're basically converging on you in a swarm. Stripey gets surrounded and taken down. The big one sprays acid from its mouth. I'm gonna try to pull that one off the wall. You whip it and pull it down with your lightning. Hey, Bracer, I could use some hit points right about now. You feel a surge of healing energy flowing through you. Call upon the lightning power of Kabaki. Turns the arrow into a five-foot swath of lightning. So I turn behind me, put my hands together, and shoot out a wave of thunder. Spike growth is now down. Two health left. Aslo, and I reach out. And I expand one charge as an action to grant resistance. I start waving my hands, and then a big pattern emerges in the tunnel. You see five of them entranced. The four of you dispatch the lesser ones. The larger one is still looming there. Tokus focuses with the bracer. I need you to heal me one more time. Nothing happens. It's out of juice. Is it just three charges per day? Do we not know that information? Well, and it's also going to, like, suck on my life force tonight as I sleep or during this long rest. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be very helpful the rest of this adventure, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there is going to be the rest of this adventure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a healing potion. You are flanking it now. We are we are flanking. Yeah, you're flanking it. Hang on. So, remember we were talking about the crystal earlier? We know that the crystal's out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay crystal is out. Man, I'm, I'm looking through all my stuff, and I'm wondering if we have any other tricks up our sleeve. We just gotta tank this as long as we can, so Shaba gets off a few more clutch Hunter's Mark shots, I guess. Yep. We just gotta DPS it. Oh, boy. Alright, gotta... Yep. Here we go. Alright, thanks for giving me some flanking, buddy. Buddy old pal. <laughs> we do have something called bottled sleep. What? No, we don't. We do. I've used both of them. No, this is uh, bottled sleep, not a sleeping potion. This gives uh, one person the effects of a long rest, as I recall. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one of us could, mm, if I understand that correctly, heal up to full and get all their everything back. Yes. Who has it? I do. Oh, my. (laughs) Well, that changes the calculus, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, I I already rolled a die, so... Mm. You're to attack? Yeah, I already started rolling for my attacks. Oh, yeah, you know, you're fine. I think Azo would just uh, regenerate. Roll with advantage. Yes, I will roll with advantage. Okay, uh, a non-natty... Oh, it's almost a crit. That's going to hit. It's a 26. Damages. 11 piercing. Next attack. That's going to hit. That's a 22 to hit. Okay. Damages. Another 10 piercing. All right, those are two heavy blows. Yeah. It's bleeding from its many wounds at this point, but still just driven to such rage that it's continuing the fight. Okay. Mm. Oh, that's my turn. Shaba. All right, here we go. All right, that's a 21 to hit. And that is 14 damage. Nice. It's rearing back from the shot, and it looks like it's on its last legs, but... It's rearing back on its last legs. Yes. Uh, I'm going to back away 30 feet at this point. 
Okay. Right, maybe when we kill it, it explodes. Right? <laughs> you can barely see what's happening with your light. With my bullseye lantern trained on it. It's 40 feet bright and another 40 feet shadowy. Yeah, so they're like at the end of your shadowy vision. Oh, they are? I'm that far away? Okay, I thought it was only 30 feet away. Okay, awesome. Good. That's <laughs> that's what I want. I want to be... I'm, I'm. That's great. That's perfect news. I didn't think I was that far away. I want to be so far away that if it drops both Aslo and Tokus, I still have a round or two to shoot it as it charges me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did Stripe... Oh, Stripe is down. I'm thinking yep, Stripe is yep, down. he's missing his attacks. He is missing his attacks because he's down. All right, Aslo. Uh, do I attack? You for sure attack. You're going to bring it down. You always end up bringing them down. I think we saved the bottled sleep. I think you can do this. Yeah, I think we can do this. I think you can do this, Aslo. Believe. I believe in the heart of the dice. <laughs> All right, 25 to hit on the first one for eight yeah. piercings. Pierce it. Let me roll roll that because that's a one. Okay, 24 to hit on the second one for eight piercings. Yes. One more. And Come on. One more. 24 to hit for another yes, seven piercing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All the damages. <laughs> okay. So, Aslo, struggling for breath with how much this fight's taken out of you, you stab it in the back, and it rears up and turns towards you, and then you stab it in the face, <laughs> and then one more time, you stab it underneath in the yes. belly as it falls to the ground. Sweet cripes. What a fight. And we're not even at the artifact. Oh, man. It felt like that battle lasted four hours, guys. It almost did. Gosh. Yeah, it literally yes. <laughs> oh. felt that way. I was not thinking it would eat up that much time. I, that, that was a meta joke from Brian. We've literally been recording, and it's four hours later since yep. we started. Yep. I don't know how, how many episodes it's been, but yeah. It's been a, li- a little, only a little over three hours for this battle. This battle. Oh, cause, because we started it a bit into the session? Yeah. Oh, man. But still. Whew. Wow. And I thought it was hard for us to get the bracer. <laughs> Oh, congratulations. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. We didn't die. All right. We killed 18 bugs and their mother. Well, one of 17, 17 and their mother. plus the mother. 17 and a mother. Wow. The real victor of this battle is hypnotic pattern. Well, yeah. As usual. <laughs> like, seriously, if you're thinking about building a character, consider that spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just insane. Like, we, we died without that spell. We died. I mean, we would have died without spike growth, too. That's true. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, how much damage did the spike growth deal, like, on average, you think? Like, give us a number. It dealt 10 to 20 to almost all of them, so... Several hundred? Yeah, probably like 300... Yeah, close to 300 points of damage, I would say. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I mean, it's like it's such an unassuming spell when you look at it and then like like imagine us telling people, "No, we dealt 300 points of damage with that thing." I mean, in the right situation, <laughs> yeah. it's perfect, right? Yeah. Creatures that don't mind taking the damage to move through it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. No, but it's literally the perfect spell. Like if we didn't have that and it didn't stay up as long as it mm-hmm. did. If we didn't have hypnotic pattern, like, if we didn't have the bracer, if we didn't, like, like there's so many yeah. things, like, that were linchpins to this fight. Like, and what's cool is each of us contributed, oh, I didn't really contribute anything, I just had this sweet bracer. You but. contributed to me not losing that spell. I mean, the only reason I w- was still standing at the end of the battle was because of you. You deflected, like, I don't know how many 
spikes away from me. Yeah, but like like this fight, we each like really embodied our characters, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like you did the sweet spike growth and lots of lightning shots. Aslo was bringing the heals, bringing the CC, <laughs> and I was just tanking it up and healing and myself and tanking it up. And what an epic, epic fight! Yeah, you also took down the guy that was just shooting at me as well. Mm-hmm. You not only blocked a bunch of stuff, I you, literally took him down. You took him down. Yeah. Literally pulled him off the wall, yeah. <laughs> or down down the wall because I wanted him to scrape the sharp edges. <laughs> right. Man, <laughs> so I think we got to just go see what's up ahead and find a good place to rest. Yeah, or we rest in the cubbies we know are safe. Mm. You can still hear more of them back yeah. there. Mm. Oh, oh, we gotta go. We gotta There's go. nothing close by, but there are other creatures. Yeah, we don't want to stay here. We also don't want to run into anything else down the tunnels, but. We don't want to backtrack, right? In case more of them pop out. Well, we're dead if we encounter anything else. Yeah. Let's just it's, let's just accept it. There's enemies behind us, and there's maybe enemies before us. Right. But we know there's enemies behind us, and we don't know where the enemies are before us. We should at least go far enough to see what's at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. Just to look. By the way, Stripey's still on the ground, like, bleeding and stuff. Oh, yeah, by the oh, way. We should okay. probably heal him. <laughs> let's get Stripey. <laughs> <laughs> or resuscitate. Can't we just stabilize him instead? Yeah, I think we should. That's your only option. Might just scoop him up and we'll we'll stabilize him on the go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only thing we can do is try to stabilize him. I'll make a medicine check. Yeah. Uh, I got an 11. Is it a DC 15 or a DC 10? I think it's 10. It's either 10 or 15. I don't remember. And it might require a healing kit. To stabilize? I think it's just DC 10. So. Oh, okay. So we're good then. DC 10 or healing kit to do it automatically. Mm. Okay. So I stabilize Stripey and cradle him in my arms as we trudge forward. He's a little bit bigger than he was last time you tried to cradle him in your arms. (laughs) So it's more like over your shoulder. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) All right. We move ahead. Just give it it a look. All right. The party limps down the tunnel. Mm -hmm. How are we going to get out of here once we finish our objective, guys? There are more of those bugs in that tunnel on our way out. We'll need another way. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Tokus. Mm -hmm. Let's just focus on the path ahead. (sighs) You walk down the tunnel looking for some safe place to hide and rest, but the tunnel opens up again into another cavern, much like the ones you left before, although not quite as wet and a little bit warmer. You take only a few more steps into the darkness before you see, ahead of you, another stone wall. Walking up to the wall, you look around for the next mark to guide your path, and instead of the sun mark that you've seen everywhere else, you find a different mark that's etched into the surface of a small alcove a little ways into the wall with a small overhang over it to protect it from any water that's been dripping down. And this mark is in much better condition and clearer than the others that you've seen. And it depicts a shield-like crest divided into four corners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Each with a different image inside. The sun, a crown, spear, and a ship. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is no more than two inches across. All right. The Altoric crest. Nice. So should this be our resting spot, this little alcove? Mm-hmm. I think it would be fitting to rest beneath the crest. When in doubt, rest mm-hmm. beneath the crest. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. That's what my grandpappy always told me. <laughs> we need to rest. Yeah. Badly. Mm-hmm. Very badly. Uh, yeah, I think this is a good resting place. But not final resting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just long resting. Yeah. So you hunker down, settle in as much as you can, try to take comfort in this damp cave, and you pass the hours until some measure of energy is regained, and you feel ready to once again move on. 
Except for Tokus. Tokus, you have three levels of exhaustion. Oh, wow. Ugh, I feel awful, guys. Yeah, it's going to be rough. But to my defense, each of the charges I used was relevant. Decidedly. Not only relevant, but needed. But needed, yeah. Like, I couldn't use healing on Aslo, so, like, I'm really excited. I feel like I used the right ones the right times, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, no one's blaming you. I you did what you had to do. You're probably just blaming yourself for the exhaustion now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the question is, what do we do now? Do we nurse Tokus's wounds and let him recover before we move on? Um, that's not how exhaustion works, right? Well, we don't know how it works until you're no longer exhausted. Well, no, exhaustion is every long rest reduces exhaustion by one by level. one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's so like in three days. <laughs> yeah, like we could, we could, <laughs> we could stay for three days in this deep dark cave until I'm ready to fight. I mean, but this is like home to you, Tokus. You don't mind? Oh, I I feel perfectly fine. Are you are you guys fine? Like chilling for that long? I mean, we'll probably get engaged by something if we stay. I'm not going to get engaged to anything down here. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> No, I mean, like, yeah, okay. I'm like, single and not ready to mingle with anything <laughs> down here. I mean, if there's, nothing, if there's nothing stopping us from doing some more resting, I'd love to have a little bit less exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah, because right now you have disadvantage on ability checks. Your speed is halved, and you have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. You're, you're basically... Yeah. Worthless. No offense. You're basically catatonic right now. Is, is that the third level of exhaustion? That was third. Fourth would be hit point maximum is halved. Whoa. Yeah. Level five is speed reduced to zero. And level six is death. (laughs) Can we take consecutive long rests or do we have to like wait for 16 hours and then take eight hours rest? It only counts once per day. Okay. Okay. Once per 24 hour period. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you guys want to explore a little? I want to wait three days. (laughs) <laughs> Assuming we can find food. You've seen the kinds of creatures that are down here. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't think we gain any benefit from moving forward. The creatures are down here regardless of where we are down here. It might be worth a random encounter for me to get rid of some of this exhaustion is what Jay's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I don't think we move forward knowing how dangerous this place is with you in your present condition. I don't think we can afford to be anything less than full strength. Yeah, I mean, realistically, like, we, I don't think any of us would want to just sit down here in a cave for three days, but mechanically, it's, it's definitely the better choice. <laughs> and we came down here knowing that we were potentially going to be down here for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potentially using the bracer. And I, and I knew that about the bracer, that if I used it even the first charge, it was going to hold us up. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to use it three times, but it, it looked like, I mean, in, in the end, like seeing the results. Of we the, had to. Yeah, like right. I had to go full, all out. No holding back. Yep. <laughs> Psychologically, we have steeled ourselves against the effects of this subterranean environment. Yeah. So we wait around and only explore a little bit past <laughs> or no exploring. Nope. It, well, we're just no we're, exploring. No exploring. Okay. We sit inside an alcove for three days. Curiosity killed the catabolophus, <laughs> Tokus. You know this. Ezra right. well, taught you this lesson. How, <laughs> he did. How are we going to kill the time? Um, uh, staring playing, at walls? <laughs> yeah, staring at the walls by playing Parcheesi yeah. and um, teaching Stripey to do tricks. You could at least come up with what you're going to do when this is all done. I'm going to learn to play the piano. 
<laughs> do those even exist? After you've recovered some, what are you going to do? Or do you do anything with the crest? Do you try to look in another direction? Do you, you know, what do you do? Well, we don't know where the crest is leading us. I mean, we we thoroughly explore every crevice of the alcove and see if there's like a secret passage or anything. We try to determine which way the, the crest is pointing us. We look for which directions the cave is going and try to determine whether it's clear where we should be going. Everyone, give me an investigation check. Too low to mention. Mm-hmm. 15 for Tokus. Uh, 20 for Aslo. Mm. Not natural. That's an unnatural 20 if I've ever seen one. <laughs> so as you're all looking around for something to do after the first night with Tokus still waiting to recover... Aslo, you're examining the crest, and you realize that the sun on that crest is actually cut out a little bit. Like, there's a little bit of an engraving around it. It looks like it might be something you could push in, or Mm. maybe something fits inside, or something like that. Oh my. Hey, guys. Guys, look at this. I wonder if we could try pushing in it. Wait, if you push it, it's going to open the door, maybe. Looks like a secret button. Tokus, do you still have that ring that you found? I do. (gasps) The signet ring. The signet? Of course. Take it out. The signet ring. <laughs> wow, that was really handy. You just had it in your hand or your pocket or something? <laughs> or should it be just like a normal button, but like we put the ring to it and press it in and we're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. turn it. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's it. Try it. Try it, Tokus. Well, we don't want to open it now. Aren't we resting? Yeah. Yeah. If we think it's a button, we should wait another two days and then open it. Okay. So let me let me get this straight. Set the scene for me again. So it's just we came up to a wall and there's a crest. It's an alcove in the wall. Yeah. So the al- alcove, crest, and it's just a wall. There's nowhere else to go. You could go left or right. The cavern opens in both directions there. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So it does. But we don't want to do that. Not yet. We don't want to explore more ground just yet. No. Okay. Cool. In fact, we can also, as we're resting, we can rest with the uh, shadow stone out to give us the cover of darkness in the darkness. Ah, good call. Good call. Except when you're investigating. Yes. So, but yeah, I would say at the end of the three days, we can definitely use the ring to try to try to open the door. I mean, whatever this button does. Assuming it's a button. <laughs> Push the ring into the little indentation. That's what I'm trying to say. Tokus, do it. Yeah. No, I'm not. Do- I'm not better. Okay, it looks like the ring would fit. It looks like the ring would fit, Tokus. But I, I, I'm not better yet. Let's wait. Well, let's fast forward until you're better, and then let's do it. Okay, fine. Okay, I- you're better now. Now do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how D and D works. You can just time travel. Yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> just fast travel. <laughs> I just really want to see what happens. Come on, Tokus. <laughs> Me too. Me too, Aslo. You pass the next night uneventfully. You can still hear creatures moving around in the distance, but nothing comes up to where you are, fortunately. Phew. So your exhaustion's down to two. But during this day, or you have no idea what time it is, but during this next period of time, you hear an awful lot of movement coming from the direction of the last battle. Mm. So coming from back behind us. Yes. There's a lot of activity moving in and out and around, and it seems like some of it's coming out in the cave towards you and moving down to the side. If you're hiding in darkness, then you won't be able to see anything, but it sounds like they're active. Hmm. Whatever they are. You mean more of the reptilious insectoids? Sounds like them. I think we hide in darkness, and then one of us just sticks our face out of the darkness to look, and then, like, you can kind of, like, move your neck and, like, 
go back inside if you see something. Like a chicken? Yeah. Okay, well, the only one that can see in the dark is Tokus. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look through the darkness to see what I can see. So you peek out of the magical darkness into the non-magical darkness. <laughs> right. You're watching them for a while. You see, like, a pack of a dozen of them pour out of this cave and go off to the side in another direction. Huh. And then ten minutes later, another pack comes out and goes in the other direction. Mm. They're on the move. Yeah, they're on the move. Dang. So I calmly enter back into the magical darkness and say, Yeah, yeah, there, uh, there's more of those things walking around these parts. How high is this stone wall in front of which we are camped? As high as you can see. Wow. Now, do you want to climb it and camp on top? Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah, dude. Looking for every <laughs> safe avenue. These creatures could climb the walls, too. Mm. You saw them climbing yeah. down? Yeah, maybe one of us should poke our heads around the wall and see if there's a safer spot to camp. One of us could be invisible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could scout around invisibly. But I wouldn't be able to see. I'd have to, unless I had light, which would give me away. So why don't you take off your armor and make you invisible? All right, so I'll strip down to my not armor. Send the one out that you're waiting to get healed up. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. We know that we're going to rest twice more, right? Mm-hmm. We're hoping we get to. I mean, the current disadvantages he has aren't actually that bad. Disadvantage on ability checks and half speed. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? That's actually not that bad. I mean, last battle he didn't move at all, and the ability checks never came up. That's with two levels of exhaustion? That's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What's one level ex- of exhaustion? Just disadvantage on ability, Just ability checks. checks. Just ability checks. Okay. Well, then we could move forward after tonight, probably. But for now, why don't I pass without trace you and as will invisibility you? I, actually, I think what Thane's getting at is we might be good to go even now. Half-speed movement is... Half speed sucks, yes, but I have ways to close the distance. Okay, that's true. You've got long stride. Hmm. Long stride, I've got lighting lure. I have ranged attacks. I'm not a completely helpless fighter. True. Like, once I get to the target, I'm good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not not convinced that we should risk engaging another pack of those just for me to rest. Mm -hmm. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Why don't we press that button then? That there button. All right, so take out the ring and uh, I'm gonna press it into the the sun. Crest into the sun, the circle of the sun. I put it into the sun itself. <laughs> you feel the ring matching tiny grooves cut into this rock, and it slides in perfectly. As it matches up with the stone button behind it, it continues to push through, and you can feel it like interlocking with something in there. And then you hear a click, <gasps> followed by the sound of chains and stone grinding across stone. Oh my god. The whole surface of the wall in front of you begins to slide upwards. Whoa. You have enough time to pull the ring back out before it goes too high? I do so. <laughs> and it reveals a staircase sized for a human descending farther into the depths. <laughs> Ooh, and that's our show, folks. <laughs> Oh, That's wow. cool. <laughs> wow. Man. We're going to need to climb some stairs. <laughs> climb down some stairs. Climb down some stairs, yeah. You descend cautiously down the stairs, which leads you to a small circular chamber about 15 feet across. The walls are painted with a grand mural showing various scenes. Most of them seem to feature a regal figure in some sort of leadership role, such as overlooking a vast army, sitting on a throne before a full court, holding a banquet, and so on. 
There is a heavy stone door across the room from you with a large knob in its center, and above the mural are a series of stanzas written in old Altarian. The writing is still clear. And I would like one of you to volunteer to read this, if you would. <clears throat> I will do so. With Emperor lost, Grisanth sought another, to rule from the throne as if t'were his brother. But left without heir, the empire sundered. Foul beasts from the deep across the land thundered. In time, kingdom scattered and realm now divided, the people lose hope, drift astray and unguided. For lack of a hero to unite these vast lands, great power we bury to await worthy hands. To take up the mantle, thou must first prove thy worth. Of fools and pretenders, there is never a dearth. Preserving this power from one wholly unfit, to these trials of thy nature must thou freely submit. But know that no king is one unto his own. Only with aid canst thou reclaim the throne, for who is a king with none there to follow? A king without kingdom is utterly hollow. <gasps> wow. So this was written below the mural, you said? Well, above the mural. But above yeah. the mural. At one point we had talked about there being like an old uh, common, like a Beowulf type deal. Does it look like it's in, written in modern common or like an older form of it? It's in a slightly older form, but not ancient. Okay. Is it, yeah, is it common or uncommon? That's the question. <laughs> Or undercommon. You know what cool magic item we have that I keep forgetting about that we should probably start using more of is the Wand of Detect Magic. Ah, okay. Do you want to see if this writing is magical? I mean, it certainly stirred a magical feeling within me. Yeah, the writing or the mural. We can just scan the whole room, I guess. I'm all for that. All right, so let me double check who has that. What is it, three charges? I think it's seven charges. Seven charges? I think so. I do have the one of detect magic. Seven charges? Seven charges, dude. I don't even know if we'll use it that many times. <laughs> uh, no, some ones have seven. You're right, it's only three for this one. Three, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I crack that bad boy open and cast detect magic on the room. Wait, no, don't crack the wand, Aslo. <laughs> Oops, too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's broken. A little puff of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, you cast detect magic... You don't actually see anything here that's registering as magical. Hmm. So it's just mundane text. Guys, I don't know about you, but I feel like we've been down in this cave for months. What's up with that? Um, I think caves are rather not conducive to, uh... The, like the accurate passage of time? Yeah, or comfort, mm. or health, sunlight. Yeah. Anything that a person who lives above ground wants. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a rock gnome. Yeah, to, for Tokus, it feels like it's been five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we could stay. You know, <laughs> maybe, like, carve out a condominium and vacation here for a bit. Listen, two things. One, this chamber wasn't open when we got here. So that begs the question, is there a way to close the door? Hmm. I start looking for levers and a ways to close the door behind us. Yeah, turn around and see what's on the wall at the bottom of the staircase. It's like one of those light switches where you can turn it on or off at the top or bottom. And I have disadvantage on this check. Ooh, I actually did really well despite the disadvantage. I got a 13. Hmm. Hmm. I rolled a 17 and a 13. Looking around at the bottom of the stairs, you don't see any way of closing it here. Uh, the stairs were fairly long. I mean, but there's a way to close that door somehow because the door is closed and somebody's been in here and left. Hmm. Right. But can it be closed from within 
is the question. Ah. Or is that ring, that signet ring impression the only way to close it? Well, but it, that was in the wall, Shaba, and that has raised up and like... Yeah, that's true. That's no longer an option for closing it. Yeah. But let's just keep that in mind. Maybe there's a way to close this place. Well, we don't want Kruthix coming down here behind mm-hmm. us Mm-mm. hunting our backs. Although Aslo's back meat is <laughs> fairly tender, I'm sure. <laughs> I have been known for the tenderness of my back meat, actually. <laughs> it's not just my toes that are tender. <laughs> Let's keep looking around for a way to close the door. If uh, if we can't find something, we could consider leaving my uh, necklace of darkness sort of like up at the top of the stairs to sort of conceal the opening. Hmm. Like inside the alcove, but in front of the door. Yeah. I mean, I think these guys have dark vision and everything. I don't know if that's going to deter them. Yeah, we, we did make really good nature checks about Kruthix, uh when we did that. Did we figure out during those checks whether we think they can see well in the dark? You're pretty sure they can see in the dark and probably more than see in the dark. Mm, yeah, they have some kind of sense. They can smell in the dark, too. They like, might have like tremor sense or... Mm, they can feel in the dark. They can taste in the dark. <laughs> they can hear in the dark. <laughs> Keen senses and whatnot. Uh, if you spend a little while looking around the area, you can find a way to close the door heading up the stairs just inside the doorway. There's actually a, like a loose stone that you can kind of pull down that triggers it to reset. Ah, okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. We close that, that jank. Close that sucker. That bad boy. And let's uh, make sure that we're good. So the door is closed? Yep. And I think we move on. We move forward the only way we know how. Actually, just, sorry, before we do, I'm going to take my own advice here and uh, take a second to, to think about this poem and the uh, the mural and make sure we're, uh, we're not missing anything here. Can we like inspect the mural more closely and see if anything stands out about it? You do notice pretty quickly that each of these royal figures looks like it's a different person. Hmm. And how many are there? Fifteen separate scenes. And actually make a history check. Uh, it's time to get historical. Uh, that would be a twelve for Aslo. That would be a twelve for Shaba as well. Eleven for Tokus. Oh. Come on, Tokus, you're supposed to be our history buff. With disadvantage. You're letting I, us down here, come on. I'm, I'm so tired, I can't think about this stuff. <laughs> this is not an ability check, it's a skill check. Which use ability checks. There's no such thing as a skill check in 5th edition. Oh, man. <laughs> so with your utterly average rolls, you think it's likely that this is a series of various emperors, but you don't specifically recognize anything in the mural, mm. any of the scenes. You do note a few of them actually have those airships pictured that you're so interested in. Ooh. Um, okay, now, can we... Here's a question. Can we tell, based on the order in which the murals appear, any advances, clothing styles, technology, anything that would lead us to believe that they are, in fact, in a sequential order? Like, is the first emperor carrying a club... And, <laughs> and dressed in, in one hand and carrying a woman by the hair in the other. <laughs> no. But it seems like a reasonable assumption that they're probably in chronological order. Clothing styles and things don't really look any different from one to the next. But mm. that's also just true of historical artwork. Okay. Everything looks like the present time. Mm. Hmm. Are there more airships in the newer ones than the older ones? Or do, do they show any preference in that? Uh, they appear around the middle and a little bit past that. 
Oh, wow. Hmm. So the first two stanzas or sections of the, the verse are kind of just like set up, like we're talking about like what happened to the world, yada, yada, right? But where it gets interesting is the third stanza, to take up the mantle, thou must first prove thy worth. Now, reproving thy worth by defeating large stone golems, or what does the word darth mean? Dearth is in like equipping? Oh, dearth, uh, like a lack. Lack, okay. So like, you must be pure of heart. Like, if you want to pull the sword out of the stone, you have to be the, the right person hmm. yeah of fools and pretenders there's never a dearth so like there's never a lack of them there's always more rising to the surface uh, yeah so i mean what i can discern from this third stanza is we, one of us has to prove worthy to take the mantle which i'm just gonna guess that the mantle is the crown hmm. furthermore we have to freely submit to the trials of thy nature so plural hmm. that's huh. scary um, and then also of a minor note, fourth stanza, only with aid can we reclaim the throne. So I think those are the big things that we should discern from this is that we know we're going to be tested for the mantle. And we know we can only have the throne if we have our own like cult or posse that's following us. So when we get back, we need to start on that. We need to draft up some, some plans to create our own cult. Or is the aid the aid of the magic items? Yes. Right. The aid could be the bracer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it does say the, th- the third line of the third stanza says, preserving this power from one wholly unfit, meaning you must be pure of heart in order to assume ownership. Well, then we're screwed. None of us are going to be able to, <laughs> to take the mantle. <laughs> well, yeah, not pure of heart, but, but fit to lead, really. Mm. Yeah. Who do we know that's like that? Hmm. Definitely not the whoever's been in charge of this rudderless company for... <laughs> <laughs> for the the duration of our of its existence, <laughs> you know who we should dial up, Hallenheim. Mm. He's like one of the leaders of like that order. No, and... I'm, I was just kidding. I was being sarcastic. I believe it's Aslo. Oh, I mean, I was going to say between the three of us, we have like a dark Sith Lord, an exile, and a murderer. So I'm pretty sure the most pure and a crime lord, a woodland yeah. crime lord. <laughs> pretty sure the most most pure of heart between all of us is Stripey. I think you're right. But I actually don't think in this case it's the purest of heart. I, th- I think that's like more of a trope than anything else. Mm. I think it's really just fit to bear the, the crown, fit to lead the masses. And if there's one theme to Aslo's character throughout this whole campaign, it's that he's learned or been learning to lead. Wow, I don't, I mean, we're talking about becoming the new emperor here. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of responsibility. No, we're really just talking about bearing the mantle for long enough to dismantle the ones who... Want the mantle. Who want the mantle. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my greatest ambitions are to, like, travel around, play music for people, and then retire at the Isles of the Dawn. That's, like, about as as ambitious as I get, so... With or without Nalia slash making sure that Felmondar has an early grave. I mean, you've got some, yeah. like, sub-quests there, too. Well, that's true. That's a part of it. And vacation at the Towers of Arconomica. Yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> all right, so I think we've pulled all that we can from this this ancient yeah. tale and song. I think we can move on. But wait, if you take the first letter of every line, it spells what to fit I like that it rhymed. Like, that was nice. 
Oh, yeah. That was very thoughtful of them. Another brother sundered, thunder, divided, unguided, lands, hands, worth, dearth, unfit, submit, own, throne, follow, hollow. I liked it. Oh, yeah. It's nice rhymes. Yeah, it was good. Sweet, sweet rhymes. Love those sweet rhymes. Where in relation to these murals did you say that this text appears? Is it to the side or beneath? Above it. It's written above, kind of circling the whole room. Oh, wow. Okay, awesome. It's like a monument in D.C. I mean, that's the first real world uh, image that comes to mind, like going to like the Lincoln Memorial or something. I guess that's a close comparison. It's pretty epic. Pretty, um, I don't want to use the word epic to describe it. It's, it's monumental is what it is. <laughs> if this is trials, plural, do we feel safe? Do we want to knock off another level of exhaustion on me? Now that we're kind of safer, like we close the door. Just a thought. Hmm. That is a good point. Now that we've closed the door, maybe we are slightly safer than we were out there. But I don't necessarily think that being down here, we have the right to feel safe at any time. That's true. (laughs) By the nature of where we are and what we're doing. (laughs) Well, if we're going to put it to a vote, which is what I'm proposing, I propose that we do another rest. I would propose that as well, which means that Stripey would vote not to rest, and so, Aslo, you're the deciding vote. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not proposing for two long rests to get rid of all my levels of exhaustion. I'm merely saying that maybe we should try to get rid of one more level of exhaustion on me so that I could at least use the armband more than once Mm -hmm. for these. Yeah, By the way, multiple trials. We know that it's more than one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, chances are there's going to be four of them and we each have to do one, probably. So, gear up for that. Um, Yeah, we have doors on both sides of us and walls around the other sides of us. So, I'd say it's a pretty good place to take take a rest. I vote yay. Okay. All right. One day and... One room down. Good work, fellas. Let's uh, mm. let's take it easy tonight. Right. That, that's that's how D and D works. The players just say, "Yep, we take the long rest," and then the the dungeon master has to accept and accommodate. Given the situation, you manage to make it through this the next night without anything attacking you. Phew. So this is what your third night down in the caves. Uh, we've had two long rests and maybe like a short rest in between. Yeah. So I'd say maybe the third day third night i think this was the third long rest you've had down here yeah we had one in the Mm. was that was that grick rest a long one or a short one i feel like that was only short yeah maybe you're right you tried to make it a long rest but maybe you gave up after you got attacked Hmm. i think so yeah i think that was just a short rest but yeah either way we we would have to think about you know food water those minor details Mm. did you guys remember to bring food or wait i thought you were supposed to bring the food oh is that me Oh, wait. Oh, oh, yeah, here we go. I did. I, I have some of some leftover dog, treats. dog biscuits nice. that, uh, that Stripey didn't get to because I put them in a, a leather sack. So they have been sitting at the bottom of my pack getting <laughs> uh, slowly ground to dust. <laughs> By the weight of your other belongings. By the weight of my other belongings, exactly. Um, the other good news is we also have a Stripey, so we've got food for a little while. <laughs> That's true. We've got meat if we really yeah. need it. No. So it it's basically like sawdusty kind of, you know, texture. <laughs> so if you guys want to have a couple spoonfuls of, of sawdust. This is horrible, and I just thought of something that would never work. But, like, Shaba has the ability to re-summon his 
pet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, oh, we yeah. could eat Stripey and over and him. over and over again, and then eat him again. And like, would he remember being eaten? I think you need the body in order to raise him, don't you? Uh, yeah. we, well, we just don't eat the whole thing, right? <laughs> Maybe there's an option without the body too. Just leave a few bones. Yeah, it'll be all good. Oh, and then we'll have a skeletal Stripey. He'll be uh, even more yeah. powerful. <laughs> Stripey the lich. Yeah, he'll turn into a lich, exactly. Yeah, and he'll summon all his woodland friends. Yeah. Back from the dead. Anyway, now that we've conquered another collective headcanon. Dude, imagine just getting attacked in the face by like a zombie bunny rabbit. How crazy would that be? It's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> it is. All right, everybody all rested up and ready to go? Ready to go. How are you feeling, Tokus? We all full power? Well, with the DM's permission, I will give myself <laughs> one level less of exhaustion. Nice. All right. And I have one level of exhaustion, which... Is that the one that makes me slower? I think that's still the disadvantage. No, it's a disadvantage. Uh, but I can move normal speed now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. that's huge. I mean, yeah, me being is... a melee combatant, so... That's pretty nice. Um, the next question, which we may or may not find out, is are the number of uses of the bracer per day limited by the number of levels of exhaustion that you can take? How many levels of exhaustion are there in 5th edition? Six? Five, with the sixth one being you're dead. Ah, so oh, six. Okay. That's how many times you can use a tokus. So you can only use it thrice per day because it fizzled the last time. Well, I'm not 100% sure on this, Shaba, but it seems to fizzle once I hit my third level of exhaustion. I think there's no longer enough vital force from the user for the bracer to draw upon, is my guess. Mm. Hmm. So it seems to be on a three charges system based upon the wearer's state. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it could be like three max, but up to third level of exhaustion. That's a good... uh, Or maybe it can just kill you. I mean, I tried to push the bracer further than three uses in that one fight recently. Well, yeah, but you were starting from no exhaustion whatsoever. My question is, if you start from one or two levels, then can you push it past that? Oh, can I I push it? Can I ascend? Can I go further? Super Saiyan 4? And, (laughs) like, go to four levels of exhaustion? Yeah. Uh, What is the fourth level, just so I can know? (laughs) Just out of curiosity. Just in case what Shaba's saying is true. Fourth (laughs) is half hit points. Wow. I just give... Yeah, that seems like not so great with this item because it's like <laughs> one of the most important things is expending a charge as a bonus action to recover half my hit points. Yeah. So it kind of defeats the purpose if I'm going to heal and then hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> the same amount. It doesn't take effect until the end of the day. Oh, okay. Well, that's how it's been so far. Well, mm. I'll keep, I'll keep, Shaba, I'll keep that in mind that maybe I'm not capped out after two more uses. Okay. But just like your lightning bow, I mean, I should really... Like, I'm really slowing our party down by these exhaustion levels, so you should be careful. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but... (laughs) Now that we've been down here an extra 48 hours, just sitting around doing nothing, I will say something. Tokus, I'm just tired of you being tired. You're so depressed and miserable, you're just dragging everybody else down with you. No, I mean, heavy is the head that bears the crown, right? Or the arm that bears the bracer, in this case. (laughs) Speaking of wasting time, let's uh, let's move along. <laughs> let's uh, yeah, let's actually go somewhere. <laughs> Open the next door. Uh, hey everyone, Jay here. Just uh, wanted to cut in real quick and let you know that the room we are about to go into is a fairly complex puzzle 
that Thane came up with. And so it's possible that given that this is an audio only medium, you might get a little lost. And so if that's okay with you, then just go ahead and keep listening. But if not, check the show notes for this episode and or hop onto our Discord server, uh, go to thedamageguild.com, go to social at the top and then click Discord, join our Discord server because we will post the visual aid that Thane created to help us players while we were trying to solve this puzzle and so that you can see that and follow along. Uh, so again, either check the show notes or hop on our Discord server to see that. And please enjoy the rest of this episode. Thanks for bearing with us, and we love you. Turning the knob in the center of the door, you push it open and immediately catch a whiff of some strong, acrid scent. The room in front of you has a very strange construction. The room's four stories tall and 60 feet square, Whoa. but most of it is gated off by metal bars. The floor and ceiling are limited to a series of stone platforms that are entirely enclosed by a metal cage on the sides, and each floor is similarly separated by metal grates, except where the platforms form staircases to pass through. So basically there are narrow stone platforms, maybe five feet across, that are essentially like little hallways where the walls are metal fences. Mm. And then it has the same metal fences separating each floor of this room. So you can see everywhere, but you can't walk off the platforms. Okay. Okay, so it's there's not like gaps where you could just fall to your death. Like all of the platforms are enclosed by these metal walls. Yes. So it's like it's a maze on four levels with staircases in between. It's a four-dimensional maze. Yes. Hmm. Okay. And the grates are way too small for you to try to fit through. Okay. Right. Of course they are. <laughs> so beyond the cage, off the platforms, and just below where your feet are, the room is filled with a slightly smoky liquid. Uh-oh. Ahead of you, filling the center of the room, is a stone pillar, roughly 20 feet in diameter, with a staircase carved through the center of it leading up. The outer walls of the pillar are toothed like a gear, and two more enormous gears carved from stone jut out of the left and right walls and connect with the pillar. The platform you're standing on leads forward to the staircase in the pillar, as well as to the right where it descends to the liquid, and to the left where it ascends another staircase to the next floor. And from where you are, it looks like you're on the second floor with one below you and two more above. So we, by smoky, we're talking like dry ice looking, like little wisps coming off of it. Kind of a yellowish, whitish, grayish, like just off white. You're going to need to take a sample of that, Tokus. I'm pretty sure it's acid. Hmm. It's clear enough that you can see through it to some extent. Do I have a free vial that I could fill? You always have a free vial. Hmm. Well, ever since you joined up with the Alchemist Guild, you pretty much always have vials. Yeah, you always have extras. Did you by any chance pick up a pH strip last time you were there? Mm, I'm fresh out. I forgot to restock on that, Chava. Sorry. I know, we were spending so much time checking the hot tub. Mm. So Yeah. Do you have an alchemist kit or something? I do, and I'm going to use it to take a sampling. Heck yeah. You want to make a check with that to identify it? Yeah, I will, even though I'm bad at checks right now. Here we go. So far, okay, that was a 13 plus whatever my proficiency is going to be. Ooh, and then a 20. All right, so going off the 13... I'm assuming this is... Intelligence with proficiency. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty good. That still ends up being a 20, because my intelligence is a plus 4, proficiency right now is plus 3. Okay. Nice. Yes, this is some kind of acid, mm. not surprisingly. <laughs> it's also what's causing all of this smell through the whole room. Mm. It's kind of difficult to breathe in here. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, suffice it to say that you do not want to go into the liquid. Mm. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to cork that bad boy and maybe do something with it later. Yeah, Tokus, you would probably have to explain that to us because, you know, I don't know that either of us has encountered acid before in our lives. Mm. Yeah, so you don't want to step in this. You don't want to fall in this. This is this is danger. The floor essentially in here is hot lava. Do not touch. Mm. And I start putting caution tape around all the different... <laughs> yeah, lava I can mm-hmm. identify with. Well, it's a good thing that Stripey has been knitting us some PPE. So here you guys go. Oh, sweet. And I give you these little, like, woolen uh, face masks. Cool. Do they have uh, elastic bands that go around our ears? Uh, they're also wool, so they're super itchy. Oh, cool. And uh, he made them with, like, the little, like, filters, you know, that go on the sides. Yeah. But they're just, like, literally, like, a, a pack of wool. Oh, okay. It's just, like, extra wool. So it's all just wool. <laughs> wool does not seem like the greatest uh, filtering fabric in the world. Yeah, you know, I tried to tell him that, but he just wasn't having any of it. He was just very determined. He just nipped at you. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't spend a ton of time in here. Right. Yeah. Like those knit face masks that I've seen people wearing with gigantic holes in them. Really? <laughs> seen pictures, anyway. Oh, dear. It seems very counterintuitive. Yeah, that's funny. What is that, just to be defiant? I don't know if that was to be defiant or because they seriously thought it was going to work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Funny. Okay, and then to clarify, so we appear to be on the second story of this four-story chamber, and you said the liquid is below us, but it's is it actually below the, the first floor? Like the first floor is not submerged in the liquid, right? The whole first floor below you is submerged. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. The acid comes up to just a couple inches below the platforms that you're standing on. Ooh, okay. Just underneath the metal grate. So it sounds like if we play our cards right, we could be boiled alive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should definitely take spare rags and just kind of, like, wrap them around our faces Yeah, to help with breathing. Oh, you also noticed, Shaba, your boots became less comfortable the minute you walked through the door. Oh. What the heck? What kind of boots am I wearing? What? I have to check my boots. Oh, an- yet another magical item that we never got identified. <laughs> no, it's the boots of Kamir. So. Uh, yeah, so why are the boots of Kamir being so nervous? <laughs> They respond to simple, simple commands and can walk on their own. That's all the information I have written down about them. <laughs> well, they're also normally super comfortable, like the most comfortable boots you've ever worn. But now suddenly they're more like normal boots. Shaba, try, if you don't mind, taking them off and speaking the command word to see if they follow you. Okay. Um, I take one of them off. No, I'll take them both off and say, hey, come here, guys. They don't move. What? Ah, I've read about this in uh, Bard's College. I studied this. I I wrote a paper on it once. Um, I believe this is what's called an anti-magic field or of Mm, some sort. What? Yeah, is our other stuff not magical anymore? Let's see the darkness stone. Aslo, stab me with the Kingslayer. Oh, never mind. Okay, yes, the the darkness stone. It's a much better option. Hi. Pop it open. Can you open it up? And it's just a black rock you can see normally. What? Dude. Guys, this might be the only time we'll actually see this thing. That's kind of cool, but it's bad news because we can't use magic right now, so I put it back. I fire a lightning charge at... Mm, Wait, no, no. Mm. Don't waste your lightning charges. We already know that that, that magic doesn't work uh, here. Yeah, we've confirmed it. Two sources of magic. Now put your shoes on and let's get to work. Toka says, a proponent of the scientific method, surely you should know we need to try something else. <laughs> this sample size is not nearly big exactly, enough. Exactly. <laughs> at least three confirmations. Uh, okay, why don't you check Wilm's ever-burning candle and does it seem like a normal candle now? 
Are you going to let it burn down? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. Uh, what other magical items? I don't think I have many. Oh, I rub the lucky rabbit's foot and see if... No, I don't want to waste that no, either. don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I drink my potion of healing and see if it heals me. No. Why don't I try to firebolt? I've got it. I'll bowl try. of hidden fire. I'm going to try to fire vial. Does it work? Oh, the bowl of hidden flame. That's better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The bowl of hidden fire does not light up. Oh, yeah. Try, fi- okay. try a cantrip. Yes. Cast light, Aslo. The firebolt doesn't work. Light doesn't work. Oh, my mm, goodness. Okay. All right. So, so no magic help whatsoever. All right. Oh, so, as far as getting through this thing, let's start by climbing the staircase. Yeah. Okay. There are two stairs leading up. There's the one going forward through the pillar, and then there's one on the left that just goes around the outside of the room. I feel like if we take the one that goes around the outside of the room, then the whole cage is going to start spinning the opposite direction of the way that we're walking, and it'll be like walking up an escalator. But that's just like my <laughs> brain doing weird possibility things. It's it's almost like this is like a screw, and we're the force that's going to spin it. Yeah. Now, to be fair, walking up an escalator going in the opposite direction is really fun, so let's try that. Okay. <laughs> well, if, you, if, you, if it's fun, then I guess regardless of the outcome, we should do it. I have a rules question about pool of acid. How much damage do you take? No, no, no. Is this a liquid? It is, but your water walking isn't active because it's magic. Is it a non-magical liquid? Everything in here is non-magical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm being dumb. I was looking into frost fingers that I can't cast right now, so it's irrelevant. Yeah. We can't fall back on our magical abilities here. No spells, no magic items. It's literally just our brains, which is sort of a terrifying thought. It is. <laughs> it's, it's almost as if this is the first trial. Uh, kind of, yeah. One would want to say, okay, so this is the trial of intelligence, which means that it's either uh, Tokus or Stripey's challenge. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start making some, with disadvantage, intelligence checks. For what? <laughs> yeah, to do what? <laughs> I need I need to start to figure out which path we should go. I kind of want to look at the shape of the maze and figure out which is the possible solution. But Tokus, the real intelligence has been in your brain all along. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reminded recently that in D&D you're technically just supposed to say, I want to do this thing and then let the DM tell you what role to make. Ah, okay. I want to see if I can use my brain to help us solve this puzzle. Why don't we use our... Ac- what My point was that why don't we use our actual brains to solve this puzzle because I'm pretty sure that's what the DM wants us to do rather than just rolling <laughs> dice and getting past it. Well, but I, I'm looking for hints because this seems like a really important impasse. Well, we can, we can... Our first hint can be walk up the staircase and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll explain a little bit more as you can see more things. The big pillar is blocking your view of most of the rest of the room, but as you walk around, you might be able to see more things. Mm. Okay. Okay. Let's do that, then. He did just say walk around. Maybe we should do the, the walk around. That's what we were going to do. It sounded like that's what your plan was, which is why I said that. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to go the other way. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do the staircase to the side. Yep. Stairs to the left. So you go up the stairs to the left. They go up and then turn to the right. And the cage doesn't start spinning as we're walking? And no. Nothing else moves. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Well, there's clue number one. So where you are now, the platform continues straight across and goes up stairs again to the next level. It also has a branch that connects to the right to the central pillar, but it's just a blank wall there. In the center of the room, next to where it connects to the pillar, on the left wall, there is a large, heavy lever that's currently set straight out, and it looks like you could either raise it or lower it. Hmm. Uh, 
Is that on the other path we didn't take to get to that piece? Or can we get to it from the path we've already taken? This is all on your path right now. This is where we are right now. Okay, um, question. Does it become more apparent now that we're up here on this level that there is any way out of this cage? Or does the only exit from this whole apparatus appear to be the staircase leading directly into the pillar? Like, does it look like that's our goal? Like, that's where we want to get to? Actually, if you were just looking at it from down below, you could see the staircase goes up straight through the pillar and out the other side. Hmm. The first floor down below has a wall dividing it into two halves, and the opposite side has a doorway that is currently shut. Okay. So there's a shut door under the acid on the opposite side of the first floor. Uh, So that door under the acid is the only means of egress that we can see besides the way that we came in. Yes. Okay. Hmm. The current floor that you're on has actually three levers on it. So you're standing on the north wall by the lever that's pointing straight out. The east and south walls have sideways levers, and both of them connect to the central pillar. The south wall also has a staircase leading up to the west. So if we're on the north wall now, then the wall we came in on would be the west? Yes. Okay. I feel like anytime I face these kinds of puzzles in a video game, the temptation is to like try all the different settings on each lever that I find to figure yeah. out what each lever does, and then like we could theoretically split the party and try different combinations. Right. I, w- I would not advocate for splitting the party until we know what each lever seems to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it would appear that the goal is to lift the apparatus, I will call it, out of the acid on the first Mm. level and then get out of that door. The door is under the acid. Right, that's what I'm saying. So lift the the apparatus up out of the acid and then go through that door. We'll call this big cage thing the cage (laughs) or the apparatus or... Because that's the only thing I know to call it. Yeah. The no-go magic acid cage of doom. (laughs) Yes, that too. Yes. It's probably integral to the puzzle that we can't use magic, but we haven't figured out why just yet that it sucks that we can't use magic. Right? Like, Yeah, I mean, probably more than anything, it's like, this is a puzzle and magic ruins puzzles, so yeah, <laughs> it's, prob- it's probably the main thing. It's a puzzle for adventurers of midland to high level, and adventurers <laughs> of midland to high level always find something magical to get them out of every situation. Yeah. We had a party ride a flying bear to the top of a castle tower, so <laughs> that just goes to show you how ridiculous it gets. Yeah. That was a good time. Um, I would say we try the vertical lever, but the issue is that we don't know yet whether pushing it up raises the cage or lowers the cage. Yeah. So I don't want to just find out the hard way. But we're two levels up. We're two levels up from the That's acid. true. That's fair. So probably one crank of the lever doesn't dunk us straight into the acid. Yeah, hopefully. It might bring us closer to the acid, but... Yeah, so, so maybe we just give that a push one time up. And see if that, I mean, it's probably not going to be that simple, right? But see if that raises the whole thing. Should we start there? I mean, I say we got a lever, let's use it. Yeah. Yeah. You push it up. It's difficult to push, requires quite a bit of strength. But once it snaps into place, the central pillar starts to rise upwards. Oh. And it goes up one floor. Leaving the apparatus where it is? Yes. Okay, so Mm. the pillar rises, which means that the staircase rises. Okay, so now that the pillar has been raised, which floors does that staircase connect? The staircase that goes through the pillar. Three and four, except there's no platform on the third floor where it is currently connected to. Okay. Hmm. 
So maybe we need to use a horizontal lever to rotate the pillar so that it yeah so that there's a platform by it. Right. Mm. Can one of us ride the column? Like, could somebody operate the lever and somebody's riding the column? <laughs> whoa, what? whoa! <laughs> just wrap yourself around it in a giant bear hug and start spinning and moving up and down. Actually, it doesn't look like that's an option because the whole staircase in the middle got sealed off before it moved anywhere and then it opened up again. Hmm. Okay, so Tokus, why don't you pick a horizontal lever to pull? You can't get to them. Yeah, we have to get to them first. Oh, I thought they were, they're not all on the third floor. They are on the third floor, but... We can't reach them right now. The one on the east wall is isolated and only accessible from the pillar. Uh, the one on the south wall can, is accessible from the pillar or via a staircase that goes up to the fourth floor. Okay. Yeah, so remember, to our right, there's a little hallway that goes to the p- center pillar, but there's nothing there. Okay. And then we have, we, can, we have the ability from here to go up to the fourth floor. Okay. So those are our two paths. We can either go back down or we can go up. So maybe in that case, we go up to the fourth floor and just see what we can see from there? Yeah. Okay. You go up. Uh, the path bends around to the right, so it's now on the east wall, and then connects to the pillar, which is currently at the top of the staircase that goes down through the pillar. Okay. Off on the south wall, you can see another platform that connects to the pillar, and that one has a large stone button. Awesome. I like buttons. 